Welcome to the show. This is the PMDD podcast, and my name is Adriana Tanto. Before we jump into this amazing episode, I would just like to friendly remind everyone to please ensure that they subscribe or follow or whatever it is that you need to do to stay up to date with upcoming episodes on your listening platform. Also, please make sure that you give us a follow at the Instagram page at the underscore PMDD podcast. Now, Let's get into the disclaimer and the episode. I am warning listeners that there may be sensitive topics surrounding mental health and health procedures. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. I am really looking forward to chatting with my next guest. I have Naomi Judge here. Hello, Naomi. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. So am I. It's been a long time coming, actually. We've been in chats now for a couple of months and we're finally here. So thank you. I know. It's been been a busy time, but I'm really happy to be talking to you. Excellent. So where in the world are you right now? Today, I'm in sunny Sydney. It's nice Mm. and warm, as we were just saying. So um, yeah, enjoying the sunshine. Oh, everything's better with the sunshine, always. Yeah, summer, vibes. <laughs> summer vibes today. Absolutely. So can you let me know, do you have PMDD? I would say that um, I do have risk factors and I'm happy to talk about that. And I do have symptoms, but I wouldn't say I, wouldn't say I have PMDD purely because I've worked on my hormones, worked on my neurotransmitters, my health, since I since I was about sort of mid twenties, um, and that's the reason I became a naturopath. And we can go into that a little bit more if you want. Mm, absolutely. So, what exactly are risk factors? Risk factors are there are a few different few different things, but risk factors can be family history, you know, mm. having, having depression, anxiety in the family, having having aunts or mothers with hormonal issues, you know, like endometriosis or um, fertility issues, um, neurotransmitter issues, those, those kind of things. So they can be risk factors. And then it's just your g- general health as well. Right. Okay. Well, why don't we start there? Tell me about your risk factors and let's, let's actually go into um, a bit of your story, I guess, yeah, your journey yeah, okay. with all of this. So, I mean, my risk factors would be the fact that, you know, when I was about 13 years old, um, I started getting really bad ovarian pain, so much so that I remember being doubled over and vomiting on the stairs, not knowing what it was. And going to the GP, my mum taking me to the GP, and the GP's reaction was to put me on the pill. Mm. So at 13 years old, I'm being put on synthetic estrogens. That is already setting you up for a life of hormonal imbalance. And when the hormones are out of balance, you you can get that can lead to symptoms of PMDD or it can even lead to PMDD because you're mm. not then creating your own nice hormonal symphony. Um, so then that kind of led to going on the pill, then led to a little bit of anxiety and depression in my teens, which then led to eating bad things, eating lots of sugar, drinking through my late, a lot of drink through my late teens to make up for feeling bad. Mm. Um, and that kind of sets you up. That sets you up for those hormone cascades 
and those up, up and downs. Mm. Can you actually maybe talk a little bit more about alcohol and hormones and what that does? Because I don't think I've actually spoken to anyone about that. I know the sugar, (laughs) I know the caffeine. I don't think we've actually spoken much about the alcohol and how that affects our hormones. Yeah, I mean, alcohol is a huge one, particularly. So we know with PMDD, there's there's lots of kind of variations. There's some women that have really low serotonin with PMDD, others that don't. But um, low serotonin, so serotonin is your feel-good neurotransmitter. It makes you feel centered in the world. It makes you feel loved. Um, when your serotonin is low, you might have rage. You might have feelings of jealousy, mm-hmm. feelings of sadness. Um, so what alcohol does, especially if you're, if you're having it on, on, you know, daily or even binge drinking at the weekend, is it lowers your serotonin. And then that leads you into needing more alcohol because serotonin is, is what helps us feel safe in society. You know, we don't, we don't then get that kind of anxiety in, in situations with other people. There's a lot of um, social anxiety, and that can be a lot to do with the serotonin. So then we need the alcohol to make up for that. And then you just get that into that vicious cycle of more alcohol to for social set, settings than the low serotonin. And that can set you up for, you know, those cascades as well and up and downs. Hmm. I'm interested to know, and to be honest, I don't know much about serotonin except it's the feel good <laughs> sort of, but is serotonin, can you link that to being cyclical around? Yes. Right. 100%. It's really interesting. Do you remember, like, I remember when I was younger and I remember, um, like 20 years ago, I can remember, um, friends you know my boyfriends would have guys that had girlfriends and they'd say things like oh god she's really crazy she doesn't let him out or do do you ever remember that people saying about women being crazy they don't she never lets him out or she has a go she she rages at him for this that and the other Mm. what happens is these poor women who are going through these cyclic cascades with hormones are also going through these awful things with serotonin so what happens is progesterone which is a which is a female sex hormone and estrogen, which is a female sex hormone, they're cyclic through your 28 day cycle. Some women it's longer when they're out of balance that can affect your dopamine and serotonin. When estrogen drops too low, your serotonin can plummet. When estrogen is too high and progesterone is too low, that can cause too little um, serotonin. So what can happen is for a few days of your cycle, you can feel fine. Mm. And then suddenly as the hormones start to fluctuate, your serotonin might drop and you might suddenly overnight feel depressed, feel teary. Some women with PMDD, it gets severe. You, you might feel um, suicidal. Some mm. women get severely jealous and they're convinced, convinced their partners are cheating. Mm. You know, just for a couple of days, it's, it's like, it's quite severe. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it all makes sense. And I know I'm glad that you actually went into that because, you know, it's, it's such simple things that I, I mean, I don't know all these things. Do you know what I mean? I still don't understand when progesterone drops or rises, what sort of happens and everything. I sort of just go intuitively at the moment. And, you know, if something significant happens in my day, I'll, I'll go to the, um, I'll go to my flow app and sort of be like, huh. So I was a bit off today and then I'll see something's dropping or something's on the rise or something and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So that's, uh, there's something happening there, but I, I've never really dived deep into it. So thank you for that explanation. No, all good. That's why it's so good to track. Once you start tracking, you can see and you can start 
so many women think it's part of their personality. They think it's them. But mm. it's not. It's just these other things driving these reactions in their body. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's out of our hands. <laughs> so tell me, okay, so let's go back. Still, like, let's talk about you and your sort of journey. So So you went through these sort of, phases I guess with the alcohol and everything and so what what sort of happened after that so I noticed so so late teens and and sort of early 20s that was when I started feeling just my health just wasn't the best I was getting anxiety Mm. and I was getting low moods and I could see that it was happening with my cycle and I was also getting issues um, hormonally so I also had you know in my 20s I had an ovarian cyst Mm. that I had to have removed. Um, heavy periods back then. I also had a um, a breast lump, mm. um, which was benign, and it went away by itself. It was treated, but all these little things were adding up. So as well as this, these emotional things, there was also the, these hormonal signs. And, that, and, and then basically mid-20s, I was about 25, 26, I'd had enough. And that was when I had a little bit of a breakdown at work due to just being just being so stressed and everything just building up. Um, and that's when I started, um, I went back to uni and I started mm. studying and I did my degree and I did naturopathy and I did nutrition um, and also um, um, endoc- some endocrine at the university and neuroscience. And that's, that's when that all came together. And then I started working on myself. Mm. Yes. Talk to me about that. What were you, what were you doing? Tell us. <laughs> well, at first, so back then there weren't there weren't as many functional tests as we have today, and we can we can touch on the testing because today we've got so many things that are available to us, and I don't think women realise that there are a, a lot of tests, and you can go to the GP. Um, you know, I've been to a couple of GPs in my time, and you'd walk in, and you would say, "I really don't feel something's wrong. I really don't feel good." And they would be like, no, you're fine, you know, go on the pill. Or I, I had the Implanon for a period of time. That's three years of synthetic progesterone, which can actually um, really mess with your fertility. And it really did mess with my mood, my metabolism. Um, so there was nothing really available to me. And, and now there is wonderful tests. But really, I just started working on myself nutritionally first. Mm. Um, then, you know, exercise and all of that stuff. But it still didn't quite get there my my moods and my periods were better but I still had these weird days um sometimes these weird days where I'd feel low in my cycle just a day where I felt really low and fatigued and other days which which is quite interesting I would get the period flu so Mm. like a really severe cold for a day which again is these hormonal issues and that can be linked as well to PMDD kind of symptoms. So I get the hormonal flu. So there were still things I needed to work on. And eventually when functional testing became better, functional testing is really diving deep into um, what's going on in your body. It's not like survival. So for example, when we go to the GP, they'll do tests just to make sure we're going to live for the next you know, three months. So they'll just make sure that we've got some iron or they'll make sure that our, our, our sodium in our, in our blood isn't so high that we're going to have a heart attack, which is all mm. good. But they mm. don't test the things that make us feel good and happy. Mm. Right? Mm. Interesting, so huh? That's what, that's what functional <laughs> testing is. Um, so I did a lot of that on myself, you know, the Dutch hormone test, the urine test, the saliva test. 
um, heavy metal tests, her hair heavy metal tests, all of those kind of things to just see what else was going on in my body. And that's when the hormonal stuff started to come to light. And for me, I had extremely low progesterone and very, very high testosterone. Hmm. Um, so once I started working on that, that's when the hormones and the moods and those those couple of days where I could feel my hormones drop, that's when it really started to, to work for me. For listeners that don't know, two things. Mm-hmm. One, what's the what's hormonal flu? What's what's all that about? Is that <laughs> is that because I used to suffer the flu on my on day one? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that the same, or are you talking about other no, times of the month? Everyone's it's a little bit different. Everyone can have a day that's a different, bit a little different, and depending on where it happens, um, does kind of dictate tell tell us about what's going on. So, what's happening on day one is your hormones are dropping so drastically mm. um, that that can cause your immune system to then to 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 cause that can cause your immune system to react and then that can cause the the flow right some women it's inflammation so we can you know some women also it's inflammation depending on when it's happening but it's those hormones they drop quite drastically some women also get depressed on those days and really crave can't stop eating can't stop eating just anything Mm. <laughs> I'm nodding here because I'm like, yes. <laughs> I have many, many months of many years of doing that every yeah. month. Those, I remember days like that. I remember like um having this day of hormonal flu and my nose just wouldn't stop running. It's like an allergy, um, and sneezing and just eating so much chocolate. Just mm. needing whatever it was, just food, just lots of chocolate, needing that. Um, Absolutely. And it's interesting you say that because once I sort of started working on this and um, becoming symptom free, what was interesting, like a lot of last year is that it was almost like a habit. Like I already, like it's already programmed in my head that I'm like, oh, we're going to be ordering Uber Eats (laughs) today (laughs) and already programmed like what, you know, what treats and, and I'd actually go and buy snakes and lollies and and the chocolate and everything ready, ready. for ready. And, and, and I remember seeing some practitioners and that, you know, they, they would go through and ask, you know, um, about diet wise. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm pretty good except for those days. And they go, well, how about you just see if you actually are craving this stuff and actually needing it. And I was like, Oh, and suddenly I was eating healthy food on those days. And I was like, brain exploded (laughs) like whoa you don't actually like now it's like maybe I'll have a bit of a carb you know maybe I'll treat myself on something but nothing (laughs) nothing to what I used to have like that was that was yeah that was shocking not good not good (laughs) the the second thing that I would like to ask you um for some people that don't know what is the Dutch test Oh, okay. So the Dutch test, it's, it's called a few other different things, but it re- it's called the Dutch test. That's the main name for it. Um, it's urine testing. So it's urine samples taken through the day. You can get it through your practitioner. GPs generally don't do this unless they're a functional doctor. Mm. Naturopaths do it. Functional medical doctors do it. Um, and you can get it online as well. Three, four tests through the day. And what they test in your urine is hormonal levels, estrogen, testosterone, um, progesterone. They also measure your stress hormone cortisol, which mm. is producing your adrenals. That tells you, you know, how much stress you're going through. 
Um, do you have any issues with sleep? Do you have any issues with anxiety? It helps it helps understand that and what's going on with your stress levels. And then it also tests what's called metabolites. And metabolites are basically the hormones are in your body. Your body produces a hormone. And then what has to happen once that hormone is activated, the body then has to break it down and get rid of the metabolites. Some metabolites cause inflammation, anxiety, some cause cancer. So it tells us if your body is, your liver particularly, is breaking those hormones down and is getting rid of those metabolites. Mm. Um, So it's a really interesting test and it can give you a really good overview. Generally, you would do it on day 21 of your cycle and that tells us if you've ovulated and that gives us a good good idea. Um, Women who don't have a period or women who are postmenopausal can do it on different days. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask, what day do you do this test? So thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's just so interesting that, you know, it's only w- once I started seeing functional doctors and, you know, naturopaths and everything that you find out about all these tests. And now, you know, if I see a new practitioner, um, I want to be, I want to be asked all the questions, right? Like it's, it's like, it's just so fascinating that, you know, that a GP, not like, you know, regular GPs are not asking us where we are in our cycle. Number one, like exactly. <laughs> the testing, you know, they can do bloods that can, can help and you have, you should get it done on a particular day. Yeah, I, it was last year that I first time, you know, was told to get my blood tests um, done, but she was like, you need to do one on day, whatever it was, the, the specific days, you know, 7, 14, 21 or day one or whatever. And I was like, how has no one ever asked me the amount of doctors I've gone through over the years because of all the other ailments? I've had anxiety and depression and so many things. I'm like, how is this the first time? <laughs> That yeah. someone is testing all these all all these things on you know and and other so many other um, other tests as well that I'd never thought about and I would have just Matt we would have got so many answers so many years ago. I just don't think they thought about it or made the connection because you're never asked about that and that should be the first question you know what's your cycle like what day are you on how long is your cycle do you bleed do you know that you ovulate. Like, do you feel, when do you feel worse in your cycle? Do you feel good on some days? Which days do you feel good on? Um, And that's going to give you so much information. Mm, And how heavy is your bleed? What type of bleed do you have? Do you have blood clots? Like, uh, you know, if if there's listeners out there, if you're you're seeing practitioners and they're not asking these questions, I'm just putting it out there, it might be a good idea to investigate. And I, I think that's another, that this is such a big, objective a purpose to doing this show um doing this podcast is that i really want listeners to start becoming curious Mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly um and ask the questions Mm, yeah but but and i guess i didn't I, i mean i wouldn't even known to have asked these questions until i saw the new practitioners when they asked me and i'd be like i would just be so stunned i'm like thank you for asking i've never no one's ever asked me these questions before. And, you know, and then you ask, and then you, and then you ask them, why is this so important? Why is it so important to find out, you know, how, how long my day, how long my bleed is even it can tell to someone like you, this just uh, paints such a beautiful picture for your, your patient, your client, right. And you just know these signs and will be able to navigate the best 
treatment for them I said I guess you know it's exactly it's, yeah and, and you know when it comes to, I don't think women realize if if you have anything going on that's cyclic so it can be anything so just think about how you any symptoms you've got even if it's bloating um mm. or stomach cramps whatever it is if it's cyclic if you're noticing it happens just a couple of times a month and you get better most likely it's related to your cycle and your hormones Mm. it's not every single day and it's it's happening you know the hormones can also affect your thyroid um so there's there's so much that can go on and it's fascinating and that's why you know tracking your cycle and understanding it and like you say getting curious asking the questions is really important mm. how how much belief do you have in working with your cycles within like how we've got seasons and, you know, um, cause that's something that I'm interested at the moment. So I am, I think I'm five days out actually from, um, from my period. And like I said, I, I, I do, I wholeheartedly believe I'm symptom free at the moment. Um, but I, I felt a shift. Like I, I'm not my hundred percent shelf. There's nothing wrong. I'm not crying or anything like that. But at the moment, like I can feel a shift that I'm in autumn, you know, like I'm like, Hmm, it's coming. And I don't have the, that fire that, Oh, that, you know, that I was, maybe I had, you know, maybe last week where I was like, you know, I was a ray of sunshine, (laughs) (laughs) but now I'm kind of like, feel like I'm a, I'm a little bit like, Hmm, I'm not, you know, I, I need to just go in a little bit and maybe not go so fast and everything. So do you have a little bit of insight on that? I would say you once, so so basically once you, you've got through, you've, you've started solving and you've been working on your own hormonal issues. Now that that severe symptoms have gone, now you can actually tune in to Mm. what's really going on and what's really important. And you've, you've touched on that so beautifully. There are times in our cycle, time, like times in our life, like times in the day, when we need to go in, we need to rest, when we need to go out, there's more warmth, there's more energy. And that's what we need to listen to. Once we start tuning into that and listening to that, because all the other crap has gone, mm. that's when this beautiful stuff will happen. We'll be so in sync with ourselves, so in sync with other humans and also in sync with the world around us. But we have to get rid of the other shit first because that's mm. so much baggage. Mm. So, yeah, going inwards is amazing. I mean, and the full moon. The mm. Then you've got seasons. I mean, it's all, it's, there's so much beautiful stuff going on. And I'll tell you something really, really beautiful. There's a herb that I use called Vitex. Mm. And it actually regulates, it helps to regulate the menstrual cycle. Um, and it helps to bring, it helps to support progesterone. But what's the most amazing thing about it? is for so many of my clients, when I put them on Vitex, which is also called Chase Tree, they start getting their period on new moon. It's as though the energy of the plant reacts with the energy of them and then gets them into sync with the, the moon, the universe. I mean, it's just, it's mind-blowing, but that's how, what it feels like. I got tingles. <laughs> wow. It's actually really interesting that you talk about Vitex. So, I mean, I was grasping at everything, you know, mm. and when I first um, was diagnosed, I was like, oh, and you know, I was on all the chat groups and everything and like everyone's talking about this herb and this and everything and I'd be like, so Vitex obviously came up quite quite a bit yes. and I didn't realise I was taking Vitex maybe even 
before my diagnosis, somebody must have got me onto it. And it's started with F. I can't remember what it was. But when I actually looked in the ingredients, only a couple of months ago, I saw an empty packet of it. I was like, I was taking Vitex quite some time ago. Now, since I have become symptom free, I actually stopped taking everything. So, and there was one, and I just stopped taking it because I was like, well, I just don't want to be taking all the stuff unless I really need to take it. Now, how do you know, what's the question I'm trying to ask? How do I know if I should be taking it? Or is this something that anybody could be taking and it could enhance? Because I've still got some in the cupboard right now. So I'm like, okay, okay. So so is it, do I have to have an imbalance of something to take it? I'd really like, this is becoming a bit of a personal. (laughs) You sort of do. And the thing, the thing is what, there's two types of nutrition and two types of supplements. There's a supplement which will, which will give you something to support a deficiency. So you take iron or you take magnesium or you take, um, peony to enhance your estrogen. And then there are other supplements. And this is what Vitex and Chase, Chase Tree does which actually supports your body, to, the mechanism in your body to create the hormones. So you only really need to take it until your body starts doing that naturally, which it can do. So what Vitex does, and it doesn't work for everybody, what Vitex does is you take Vitex and what it does is it boosts what's called luteinizing hormone. Luteinizing mm. hormone is produced in the, um, by um, your pituitary gland. So Vitex works on the pituitary gland. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's going to help all the hormones that are produced by the pituitary. It helps with luteinizing hormone. Luteinizing hormone then supports progesterone and estrogen, both of them. Mm. It also increases dopamine. So women with high dopamine who take chase tree will feel more anxious and jittery. They won't like it. Mm. They'll, they'll feel more kind of oh, oh, angry. And so for some women with PMDD, it doesn't work at all because they feel more angry on it and they feel more agitated. If you feel relaxed and it starts regulating your cycle, you feel happy, you know it's working and it works quickly. Hmm. Interesting. I'm so glad we've dived into that because it's literally, it's something, yeah, that's just sitting in my cupboard and I see it every day and I, and I, I just, I've had this question, I'm like, I don't know whether I should be taking it or not. And it's, it's something that I'm supposed to, I've been meaning to ask the practitioners that I go see and I just keep forgetting. Yeah. And like, here we go. <laughs> so what it does is if basically the process that should be happening is you ovulate and then when you ovulate, um, the corpus luteum, which is essentially the egg, starts producing those hormones in your body. Mm. That's the process it helps with. So once your body's naturally doing that, you shouldn't need the Vitex or the Chase tray your body starts doing that. If you start feeling that that process wanes or something gets in the way of that process, which can be stress, can be diet, could be, um, you know, low thyroid, if that stops that process of the the ovulation and those hormones being produced, then you might need to look at what's going on and take the Vitex again and, and maybe something else. Mm, I'm so glad that we spoke about that. Thank you. <laughs> I, love, I love the herb, but I also know that it doesn't work for everybody. It mm. makes some women feel really bad. I'm so glad you highlighted that because 
Yeah, I, I, I've never heard that before. You know, mm-hmm. I just always heard in all the groups, yes, this is this is the miracle, <laughs> one of the miracle things that we should be taking. Um, so I'm glad you touched upon that. I mean, look, we can go into so many different subjects, but there's one thing I really would love to touch upon before I forget, and that's what we spoke about before we hit the record button. I mean, obviously you're coming from, you know, being a naturopath, you're coming from a holistic point of view, and we've, spot, you know, touched upon the whole nutrition and everything, but we spoke about, the story, mm. the story that we tell ourselves um, about PMDD, and I, you know, I've really worked on this hard, and I, and somebody that uh, I want to, I want to make sure that I wear this in the right way. You know, it's I, I don't like to say that I have PMDD. I like to word it that. Uh, I am somebody that was diagnosed with PMDD um, and I've worked really hard <laughs> to get to where I am right now. And I, I don't I, I don't say my PMDD. I like to say, you know, that it's something that I was diagnosed and I wholeheartedly believe that it's come to, into my world um, for a reason and it was to really clean up my act and become intuitive like what I was just saying before to be able to become intuitive of my cycles it's been such an amazing experience to you know and obviously I've come on to start a podcast there's been I actually I can only talk and praise um positivity around it you know um but don't don't get me wrong I went through the shit (laughs) I definitely wouldn't have said yeah Yeah. I know I don't I don't want I don't want to come across that you know that it's all been positive because it's been a very lifelong um a life altering journey that I've been on so can you talk like how how important is this what you know talk to me about the story It's really important because one of the things I noticed and when I started working with women and when I started working with hormones, there would be, I'd see the whole gamut. And then slowly my interest went into cyclic moods, anxiety, depression, PMDD, PMS, and and that kind of arena. And there was a pattern, particularly with PMDD and women that suffered from real severe anxiety and depression. And I think you, you've meant, you just mentioned it about intuition, Something happens with the hormones where it does, where, where when things are not going good and they, they kind of can block you off from the world around. And so what I would find is it's it's like a stubbornness, a stubbornness with these women. They're not they're not, not quite understanding that there is a way out, and they're <laughs> really set in this is it for me. This is my story because the hormones are kind of blocking that. They're blocking the intuition and and really creating um, that resistance resistance Mm. internally to heal because they've never they never knew it was available to them (laughs) and that really includes that story and it's one of the biggest things I've noticed and so it can be actually difficult it can be difficult working for these women working with these women because they can't see that there is a way out and it's very much um you'll be trying to you know have you tried this yes yes I've tried this and maybe that you know being being willing to look at other things because they've been so in so so much pain for so long and so that is their story and so it is important for them to do a lot of the um the work we do a lot of um you know maybe we look at doing affirmations meditation maybe visualizations all of those things because that is that's part of the healing is supplements won't do it alone when it's been so deep and they've been in so much pain for so long physical emotional pain as well all, all sorts of pain um, you need to do more than just just the supplements and just the diet. Oh, you're talking my language. 
absolutely. It's 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 taken me a while. I I, I knew how do I put this? I knew about the power of affirmations, but I didn't really get it. You know, mm. it was something that was hard for me to, I was saying it, but not feeling it. And I saw so many healers over the years. I was like, I'm disconnected. I I, I don't understand. Like everyone's like, you know, listen to your heart. What is your heart saying? What's your intuition saying? And I'm like, I, it's not, it's gone blank. I'd ask the questions I make and I'd hear zip nothing and something that's um come into fruition very much in the last three months actually is something about I mean we all know about the power of now and the present mm-hmm. moment and something for me that I've really been practicing is just like when I feel myself on the hamster wheel when I know that I've just been out of alignment and I'm not in flow is like I stop myself and I, I simply put my hand on my heart I simply put my hand on my heart. I take a breath and I'm like, what do you need to hear right now? And it will just be this beautiful dialogue that comes out. And it'll be something simple like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Oh, no, I've got this. <laughs> you know, like suddenly, like it's just this beautiful practice that's just happened more and more, especially this last week as well, because things are happening. And I just, oh, you know, I'm like, I am lovable. Like that comes up and I'm like, Ah, yes. Or maybe I have to ask the universe a question like, what magic are you going to bring to me today? You know, I learned that one last Saturday at a beautiful breathwork session. And I'm thinking, wow, like finally, I got it. Finally, I got it. Yeah. You you touched on disconnection. And I think that, I mean, I always, I always like to bring things back to the hormones and the, and the neurotransmitters, because if they're not working, we will feel alone we'll feel disconnected, we'll feel like we don't have any place in the world, you know, we'll Mm. feel like an alien amongst everybody else. It's such, it's, it's so interesting how it makes women feel, particularly with these, with these cyclic. So getting that connection um, and doing, doing everything, it's just, yeah, it's, it can change. Like you've shown, it can just change you, your life completely. And you're still the same person. Uh, Yeah. Did you ever think you could feel like this? Did you ever think you could do these things? I mean, you know, amazing. absolutely. And, you know, I've just had the biggest aha moment. Do you know what I mean? Like these, these, all these years that I was writing these letters or, you know, like sending myself, like doing the affirmations and the meditation and everything. I, I, like, I really feel like I was pushing uphill, but it's because now you've just explained, like, because my mechanics weren't there. Like my, the, the hormones were all whatever and everything was imbalanced and inflammation and all these things. But now I, well, I mean, I've still got somewhere to go. I'm sure I'm not perfect. There's things to go, but I'm now it's allowed that space for me to connect. Yes. So these, these things are so much more powerful than we realize. Mm. Everything's just in perfect symphony in our body. There's, there's, you know, we'll call them our little hormonal angels. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes, let's give it a positive name, please. In, you know, hormonal imbalance and stuff. It's no, it's all about hormonal, you know, putting us positive. That's such a beautiful way. I don't think I've actually heard a a way of saying other people's angels. And it's like, that's how we we are in the world. We're meant to be anyway. Mm, Totally. Oh, my goodness. Oh, 
Wow, we really could speak about this for hours. It, what I mean, for people that are listening out there, what is something a take home that you could, I mean, you've given so many already, but I, I know that we spoke about making sure that, you know, there was specifically that we spoke about a take home um, for anybody listening. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, we're all so very different, so not everything works for everybody. So I would say the first thing to do is to track. Mm. track your cycle and also track your diet and see what's going on see what's see if there's any triggers we want to see if there's any triggers in our life in our diet or any any triggers around us that are causing us to feel these these feel feel these feelings mm. at certain times in our cycle but i would track that first and foremost i would track that would be the takeaway and then you know you can do things to to support yourself um, you know, to support moods and to support pain or what's going on and just, you know, simply magnesium, taking things like magnesium and those a high dose. So, so you know, two weeks before your period in your luteal phase, taking about 500 milligrams of magnesium three times a day can be mm. a safe dose, but it can really help just to take the edge off if you are getting those moods and anxiety and insomnia at certain times in your cycle. So that can be a good thing to to do but I would say tracking is really important because then you can see yourself what's going on mm, interesting because at the moment I'm just doing magnesium at night that's I've been, I don't know I guess it's a really high dose that I'm taking so I just take it once but that's really interesting to maybe split it up over the day yeah it's it's a game changer through the day taking that through the day does make a huge difference oh, righto Oh, I've learned so much. <laughs> I've just learned so much in this this um this podcast. This is great. So, um, Naomi, please let people know how can they find you. So, um, I'm on um Instagram, Naturopath Naomi, and I've also got a website which I've got blog posts which are really helpful because I talk about PMDD. I talk about also we haven't talked about it today. I talk about histamine as well. For some women, that can be a really big issue. Mm. Um. That causes a lot of brain fog and depression and moodiness. So if you particularly brain fog, your diet might be the thing you need to really focus on. Um, NaomiJudge.com is my website. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. We might have to come get you back on. <laughs> this has been so good. Oh, it's been great. I could, we could chat for hours. Oh, I know. I know. I, I really, I mean, I personally learned so much, but, um, it, you know, if anyone's listening, yeah, dive into these blog posts, reach out to Naomi. Um, you are in Sydney. I'm, do you, I, do you work online as well? I do Zoom consults. Yeah. yeah. Moment, okay. Yeah. Well, of course you do. Cause it, of course, yeah, <laughs> it's made that, made that, um, happen. I guess what's happening all across Australia at the moment. Yes. Yes. Oh, Naomi, thank you so much for being on here. I am going to pop um, all those links and everything in the show notes. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. And it's been amazing chatting to you. And you're awesome, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please ensure that you like, subscribe, follow, or whatever it is that you need to do to keep up to date with new episodes on your podcast listening platform. If you would like to get in touch with me, please email me at the PMDD podcast at gmail.com. Please make sure that you follow our new home on Instagram, which is at the underscore PMDD podcast. Thank you so much again. 
I look forward to chatting with you soon. Much love.